0: Now, rocking with the best. Purple and yellow, purple and yellow, purple and yellow, yellow. The Lakers repeat back to that party. Welcome to the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. Oh, it's smoking hot. The latest Laker news. Another great showtime feed. The greatest Laker show. This is going to be legendary for a long time. This is. Is the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. Lakers all day go Lakers.
1: What's good everybody? It's your boy, Big Baby Jonathan here. Welcome to Big Baby Sports Podcast. Big baby you. I got a very special guest, seven-time NBA champion, Big Shot Robert Ori. How's it going, Robert Ori? Hope all's well with you and the family, man. Man, I'm good.
0: Man, all is good. Man. You know, when I saw I was coming on with Big Baby, I usually don't do the Big Shot thing, but since I knew you was going to be Big Baby, I wanted to join the crew and put Big Shot up on mine. <laughs>
1: What's happening? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, we got a great show for you today. So let's start into it, man. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your uh, basketball background as far as like, I know you played uh, Alabama, but what was the main reason you pursued basketball? What drove you to pursue basketball?
0: You know, it's it's funny that when you grow up in a small town, you play every sport. You know, mm-hmm. nowadays these kids are locked in on one sport. And I know that from experience because my my 15-year-old, he's locked in on one sport. You know, mm-hmm. he's talented enough to play football and baseball, but he's locked in. For me, I played a bunch of sports. and
1: mm-hmm.
0: You know, I wasn't very good at basketball, but – I love playing baseball, and, you know, I, one of my childhood idols just passed away, J.R. Richardson for the Houston Astros. That's who I wanted to be like, man, mm-hmm. on that mound. I wanted to bring that heat, but I just started getting taller and taller, and the funny thing is that the strike zone kept mm-hmm. getting bigger and bigger, <laughs> yeah. and I was getting some pitches. I'm like, man, this ain't no strike now. like, but, you know, credit to my brother. He was like, man, you need to use the hype for basketball, and I just started playing ball, and... I started getting good at it. You know, I'm not even going to lie. I was God awful at it to begin with. But when you got when you want to be good at something, you keep striving to be good at it. And I kept striving to be good at it. Next thing you know, I'm one of the best players in my city. Next thing I'm the best player in my state. So just, you know, hard work and sacrifice.
1: Yeah, most definitely, man. And um, let's shift over to your NBA career, man. Uh, tell us a little about your journey in the NBA. You know, you got seven rings, man. Tell us a little about your NBA journey, man. Like I knew you got drafted by the Houston Rockets, you know. So tell yeah, us a little bit about yeah. that and like what was it like playing with that dream team over there in Houston?
0: You know, the, the, my journey was it, it was great. Um, you know, this day and age, so many guys are concerned about where they're going to get drafted. And mm-hmm. for me, I was just happy to be drafted. But the icing on the cake was to get drafted by a team I really, really wanted to go to. And that was the Houston Rockets because I felt like my talents would fit in great with what they had. You know, they were, the only thing that was missing was a small forward. Yeah. Uh, and i said okay that's me you know mm-hmm. i need to go there and play small forward because in college i played center and a lot of, i remember a lot of was like well he's in my book as a center i said i play center out of necessity my first mm-hmm. two years at alabama i was a small forward so you know now i'm playing center uh but you know i was so happy to get drafted by the houston rockets and spent my first four years in the nba in the houston rockets uniform i went to you know Two championships out of four years with them, not Mm -hmm. bad. So, starting now with the Rockets, learning a lot. Uh, I look at my career and I think about, you know, this stages in your life, and this is stages in my career. When you come in the league, you're trying to learn everything possible, get better, you know, and just you know strive up that ladder. And that's what it was when I got to Houston. Think about I'm learning under Otis Thorpe, Tree Wallens, Vernon Maxwell, Mm -hmm. Elijah, my sleepy forward, all these guys, these vets been who already accomplished a lot of things you know and so they was you know took me under their wing and i was just like a sponge you know that analogy everybody used i was just trying to learn everything about the business of basketball and about how to play the game so you know i was very fortunate to land on a veteran team that cared about me as a person not just me as a player
1: yeah most definitely man and you bring that toughness that grit that grind that asking man you don't you know you go full throttle on the defensive end and the three-point line mid-range i love your game man you know, and you don't you don't uh, Thanks. you know, I like your physicality. And what was it like playing with like Kenny Smith and Kim Elijah on the general? Like, what was it like playing with those two guys?
0: You know, when you play with guys uh, high caliber athlete, it brings the best out of you because you see how hard they work in practice. And that's what's one of the things about when you go to practice, you you don't want to ever be like, oh, become a slacker. Uh, mm-hmm. If you try to be the first down when you run the sprints. You try to be the last one there, the first one there, getting up shots, putting in that work. And that, and that's what I mean about sacrifice. And a lot of athletes now, they know the sacrifice that goes into getting better. Mm-hmm. You have to sacrifice the time. And time is the thing that you sacrifice, and time you can't ever get back. and Because with the time, you sacrifice the time with your family, if you have a wife, kid, girlfriend, significant or whatever I mean, you sacrificing mm-hmm. that time because mm-hmm. you're working on your craft and that's the time you can share with your family. So you know and 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 you don't really think about this when you're in the moment. Mm-hmm. And for me, I never thought about that when I was in the moment. Once you get down to that 15th and that 16th year your kids are be like, yo dad, you know, let's go do this, let's hang out. And you like, oh, I gotta go to practice. I gotta go to work. Yeah. I gotta go on a road trip. You know, that starts to hit home. So that that's the one of the things that you know I've understood a lot. Is that sacrifice that goes into this game and 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 that started at an early age because i saw the hard work otis put in saw the hard work that kenny and dream and Clyde and all these guys put in and you know you had to follow that path the one thing about you know, playing in the ma there gonna be guys that are better than you but don't let guys outwork you and because once you keep working and understanding your craft and understanding the game you know you can become a, a good player you know you might not become a great player but you could become a good player that make can make a lot of differences on a lot of teams
1: yeah most definitely man and sacrifice is always good to try to win the championship in the nba and all stuff and uh yeah man uh that, the houston rocket team is very talented you know robert o, you were on the team you know i just like the energy that you guys brought each night you know and what was the toughest series when you guys won the championship that year what, out of all the ch- those two championships that you won, what are the toughest uh, series that you, you guys had to play against? What teams? You know, it, it's
0: it's it, all the series was tough, man, because that first round was only five games. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, we having to play the Clippers, and Clippers had a crew back then. You know, I know everybody's talking about the Clippers nowadays and for a long period where they weren't that good, but the Clippers with Ron Harper, a mm-hmm. um, uh, 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 bunch of other guys uh, – I even think um, uh, I can't think of his name. Announcing, uh, he was on that team. But they had a they had a really really good solid team. Kenny Norman, um, mm-hmm. Stanley Roberts. Uh, they, they had a solid team. So you know the first rounds were hard because you you had to win three quickly, and then mm-hmm. you had to get on to the next round. Think about it. I, I look back at you know even if you take the '95 championship that one we had where. We didn't have home court advantage and we had to beat Utah and they were a fifty-five plus win. Then we had to go and play San Antonio. I mean was the Phoenix Suns who wanted revenge and they go up three-one and we still win that series. And then we go on to play San Antonio, you know, a 60 win team. And then we go on to play Orlando and we sweep them. So, you know, you can't really say that a lot of teams were easy because they're all hard. You know, mm-hmm. it's about, you know. Your, your dedication, your focus, your, ment- your mental focus. You know, I remember back in college, um, one of my coaches used to always say, the, phys- the physical part is over, you mm-hmm. know, because you put in the work for practice, you put in the work for shooting, you put in the sprints, it's all mental. And you mm-hmm. can mentally think the game, mentally out, be, be stronger when you're tired and push yourself through that weakness, you know, and, and that's what it's all about. And you have to overcome those moments. And if you're mentally strong with a team, when you're on the road and, and the crowd is getting rowdy, are you able to stay focused and not ramp up your game so you don't you get too overexcited, so you either shoot a long shot, short shot, or you just lose your form and your, your, your continuity. So it's a lot of things that come into that, and I was very fortunate to start my career out with a bet team that were, that were able to help me through all those
1: moments. Yeah, man. You are one of the best clutch uh, players in the NBA history, man, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, you. and uh, yeah, man, and uh, let's shift to the the 2000 Lakers. Um, what was it like being around the late, great Kobe Bryant? Like, tell us a story about, like, Kobe overall in general. Like, what was it like being a teammate of Kobe Bryant?
0: Well, you, you know, it w- it was so weird because when I got traded to the Lakers, you had, you know, you watched the draft and you watched all mm-hmm. these stuff and they are talking about this high school phenom and Kobe Bryant, you know, mm-hmm. like, High school phenom. That's Moses Malone. That's the high school phenom. You know, he, yeah. he said, and then you get, you know, you get to practice, and you saw the hard work, and that he put in each and every day, and his his, his will and want to be great. Uh, I, I don't think I ever seen somebody that you could tell them they can't do something, and they're gonna go out and accomplish it. And that's how he was. He was just a a, 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 a hard worker, and he, he didn't like for him not to be able to do anything. You know, think about that from playing the piano to doing all this charity work, charity work, to getting Oscars, Emmys, whatever it is, you know, you name it, he accomplished it. So he was, you know, he was, he was a, a, a great human being.
1: Yeah, he is, man. And he'll be missed tremendously. And Kobe's work ethic, man, was amazing and his drive and his drive rubbed off on the team in 2000 with Shaq, you, Derek Fisher, Rick Fox, Phil, like that, like Great grind of Kobe rubbed it off on team, and it was a you know, I like that championship, you know, like that championship, man. And uh, mm-hmm. we got our rings, man, we got my ring, <laughs> rep the ring, and I got my uh, ring before the Clippers, man. Hey, Clipper Darryl, man, I got my ring before you, man. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, uh, <laughs> but uh, I was gonna say, oh, yeah, as you may well know, Lakers have this year's Lakers have Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, Dwight, and all. The veteran leaders that they have so tell us in your opinion um how do you think it's going to work on the offensive side and the defensive side as a team
0: you know um i, I think the only thing that's gonna hurt them and it, if it even happens mm-hmm. is the scheduling mm. because when you had look at the schedule if they uh, you think about last season yeah it was a grind they played yeah, almost so- every other day and when you got as many minutes on your body as this team I have you know it'll be it's going to be hard to play every other day you know it's going to have to be a lot of uh, load management and I think also what's going to be hard what people fail to realize is that the way you get better as a team you always changing the team you got to get practice time in yeah and you can't put in a lot of hard practice time because you you got those minutes on your body you got so many things else that come into play so I think with the Lakers is all going to come down to scheduling uh, and I think coach Vogel is going to have a good way I find a way to make these guys better because you think about it. LeBron's won championships. AD got a taste of being a champion. That's the most addictive thing in there in sports. When you win a championship, you want that high again, and so yeah. I know those guys want that. I high. me too. And a lot of those guys who join them, yeah, they, they want to feel that high too. So it's gonna be it's gonna be key and crucial to see how the scheduling comes out and how they uh, manage it because. You know, the body ain't right the wins aren't going to be
1: there yeah yeah man i want that high too man when winning we it in the bowl man i got super excited man i partied for two days man celebrating as a fan man like i have not experienced the championship since since game seven versus the boston celtics man you know what i mean yeah. and uh I, hey just want to say thank you for throwing that towel at danny Ainge. i appreciate you doing that <laughs> uh, my pleasure man I, yeah a lot of
0: my a lot of people around the league really enjoyed that moment <laughs> yeah
1: yeah and i'm glad that you're a laker and uh what is being a Laker to you like overall? Like being a, What is being a Laker to you? Like, tell us the number one thing about being a Laker overall.
0: You know, for me, it, it, it's, it's a, it was a dream come true because growing up, I was a huge Laker fan. I was a big Magic Johnson fan. Mm-hmm. And I, I knew when I was coming out of college that I, I, I wasn't going to go to the Lakers because the pick was a little too low for, for where I thought I would go. But, you know, in the back of my mind, like, if I go there, I'm going to be excited. And then when I got the opportunity, to do, well, I won't say when I got that, when I got traded here, mm-hmm. I was so excited. You know, I was all about, you know, trying to do the best I can for the organization. I remember when I first got here, you know, playing a small forward and all of a sudden moving to power forward. That summer, I go home and, you know, train, put 15 pounds of muscles on muscle on to try to, you know, to be my best performance at the power forward. So, you know, you do the things that you can to try to work, you know, for the organization in the best. And, and, you know and when i and and then when you know my time came up i was very upset that you know they didn't bring me back on that mm. you know that last year my contract and you know some things were said which i regret but you know that's what happens in sports though yeah you know, you get upset you know you because you yeah. think it becomes your family you spend seven years with someone as yeah. they become your family and then you, you get, you feel like you get abandoned. He's like, oh crap. You know, they don't want me to no move but then they had to realize if you're in a business situation, mm-hmm. you know, you have to look at, as such. And so, yep. you know, but now that I'm doing the television and everything and, you know, we had some conversations with Jeannie Bus and I let her know, you know, that I, you know, I was upset about it. She said I had a right to be, you know, anybody who has a right to be, because you then you have to think about on the other side, you know, we trying to move on get better yeah. too, but you know, and I, you know, you have, to, you have to let his bygones be got bygones. Yeah. And I I'm you know, you know, for me, I have a lot of love for every team I ever played for, except for the yeah. Suns. <laughs> hey, <laughs> because yeah. when you yeah. when you <laughs> hey, when you win places and you see the hard work, dedication that this franchise gets behind you, you know, you 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 still got I got a lot of love for Houston. I got a lot of love for Lakers, I got a lot yeah. of love for San Antonio because you, you when you grind it out for a championship and you have that city behind you. And that, that, that staff, not the coach's staff, but the staff, the people that never get talked about, the people in the front office that do the little, little, little things to get the organization moving. You know, you got a lot of love for those people. So I, I'm excited about, you know,
1: everything that happened in my NBA career. Yeah. And you you should get a statue outside of Staples Center, San Antonio's Houston Rockets, man, because you <laughs> hit some big time shots, man. Out of your big time uh, shots out of your whole career, what are your best ones that you like your top top two best shots in your career of all time? In your opinion, like what is the best shot that you have have um, taken?
0: You know, and for me, it's it's a it's it's a, a bunch of them. Yeah, I think about my rookie year hitting a big mm-hmm. shot and uh, against Seattle, um, Yeah. that's the overtime. We lost that game, but hell, I stepped up and knocked down a shot. I think about the shot I hit against Orlando uh, in the finals, nine to five. That you know to make sure we secure that sweep. And I think about the shot I made against, you know, San Antonio, and of course, most everybody remembers from the shot I did, you know, in a Laker uniform, which is, you know, a buzzer beater in your building, a new building, and and that's the one you get recognized for a lot, but for me, they're all my babies, you know, all, every shot I ever made my baby, and, I, and, and I'm very fortunate to, to be in, in those situations and to have my
1: teammates Oh, mm-hmm. either Vlade Divac leaving me. <laughs> that, so <laughs> and you, you do what you can to, that's to play the game, you know. Yeah, he must have been on. He must have been smoking something. He said that was lucky shot. That was not lucky. Lucky shot. You top of the key what like water, Eat, you know. And then, then you said that he must read the paper or something. Hey, Remember that? Yeah, that's. You know, you know that was like that was a good shot, yeah, man. I was so I was with my so weird my, about the. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was with my brother and my grandma, and I was nervous. I'm like, oh, Kobe missed it. And like as soon as Shaq tipped it out, I was like, or he's gonna. Catch it and then boom, it was nothing but that man. I screamed, random around my whole neighborhood, man. Yeah. You, know, I you know, brought jo- You brought joy keep- to me and my family with your big time shots.
0: Yeah, people always wonder why you were standing out. That's because Kobe always kicks it to me. He knows I'm yeah. going for the game <laughs> yeah. winners. I was still, yeah. I was still waiting out there. So that's you know that's yeah. why I was still hanging out there because you know if you think about it. Kobe's kicked it to me so many times, yep. winners. B. Shaw has kicked you to the winner, but the one time Kobe kicked it to me, I didn't come through. It was in San Antonio, in Hell that yeah. building. I missed that shot, and so R- we gonna lose that series. Yeah, we do to lose that series. The next, the next game. So you know, it, that's, yeah. when you miss shots like that, that hurts you more than anything. I've never been so more so disheartened in the shot I missed in that shot right there. I was just, I was, I was, you know, just leveled yeah. by that because I, I knew, I knew. That would have been my slump buster right there. I could have uh, got out of the slump because I uh, was I think I was three for thirty-three in the whole playoffs and I was like, Come on, I need one. Yeah. The basketball guys went on my side. It's like we've we have we we branded you with enough game winners. We're gonna <laughs> have to show you yeah. some humility yeah. right here. Yeah. And
1: then you went to San Antonio, hit one against Detroit when Jinobi threw you the ball. You know, it's like Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, just you're great yeah, basketball player, I, man. I, and I, I, uh yeah. just you know, you're a Laker for life. And me and my family appreciate you always <laughs> you bring in excitement to our family with the big time shots. And even when you went to San Antonio, man, I followed you there. You know, I wanted you to win a ring in San Antonio, man. You and Tim Duncan. But like overall, what was it like being around Tim Duncan, Mono Ginobili, Greg Pavis? Like, what was it like being around that great franchise in the San Antonio Spurs, like the whole that you culture?
0: You know what's weird? Everybody's totally different, and that's what yeah. you gotta learn in this life. Everybody's different, you know, everybody will mm-hmm. be like you. Everybody's not gonna talk like you, dress like you, act like you. And the San Antonio Spurs was a, it was nothing like the Houston Rockets. It was nothing like the LA Lakers. Think about it. Houston Rockets was a bunch of vets, yeah. You know that was setting their ways, and you know all about the business of basketball. Mm-hmm. You know because that's when the contracts was just starting to get big. You know multi-million dollar contract. And then LA was more like you know you know you know fashion. Flashy, glitz, glamour, you know, the whole yeah. Los Angeles vibe. And then San yep. Antonio was like, you know what? You, 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 the old bull, we're going to put out the pass. And, you know, it was just quiet. You just did your thing, try to fly on the radar and do the game. It, it was just, it was a, just a totally different vibe, you know. Yeah. And that's those guys, they didn't want any, they didn't, they didn't want any commercials. They didn't want any of this stuff. They just want to hoop. Yep. You know, and you think about it as a basketball player, you want to learn as much as you can. And then you want to be, you know, in that spotlight as much as you can. When you get to the end of your career, you just want to win and, and then ride off into the sunset. And that's how each team I played for, for my career, that's how it was. You know, you yeah. want to come in and learn as much, then be in the spotlight, which was the Lakers, and then Sun- Spurs, was you ride off this you win and you ride off into the sunset. And that's where it was. And, you know, all those guys were just about hard work, uh, going to the gym and playing basketball and, and trying to be the best
1: player they could be. Yeah, and uh just like Tim like Tim Duncan's game, like I never seen him go back and forth to anybody. When people would talk Mescot, I know there was, when I remember it was San Antonio and Sacramento, DeMarcus Cousin was talking, <laughs> talking, and Tim Duncan just five straight plays, back down, fade away left hook, right hook, you know, and he lets his game do the we talking. The only time I see him get juiced was he had a three top of the key against San Antonio or against the Phoenix Suns. That's I think the tie of the game. I remember that. You know, Tim Tim Duncan's one <laughs> of the one of one of the best car see him get of all time. Juiced too. <laughs> In my opinion,
0: you won't see him get excited unless you're talking about cars, yeah, and video games and poker. <laughs> That's the only three uh, things you'll get excited uh, about. But, other than that, you know, of course, you know, the norm like his kids and his family, but yeah, outside of that, those are the only three things you gonna get him to get excited about.
1: Yeah, man, just like just like his game, Tim Duncan, like, and I and know every I hate the Celtics number one overall. I don't like Celtics, but the team that I have most respect for is the San Antonio Spurs. I don't dislike them. None of that. You know, they're a team that I respect. You know what I mean? As a, like, a Laker fan, I respect Spurs. I know they beat us, but I respect them because they, they uh, do things the right way. They don't, like, like, they're kind of like the New England Patriots in the sense with Tom Brady back then, Bill um, Bill Belichick. You know what I mean? So they kind of have that, like, the Spurs and New England Patriots kind of have the similarities with each other, in my personal opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, it, it, it that's
0: that's how it is when you, you know nonsense, you know, yeah. and you have, and it's, and it's a culture, you know, mm-hmm. you got people who come out with the no nonsense. You got a coach that has a military background. So that's what happens sometimes with guys, you you know, you just follow, you know, you follow the head of the snake. And in, in this case, it was a coach. And then think about it. You have one of the greatest players that ever played this game and David Robinson on the team. Yeah. And then you get another guy that that is quiet, disciplined like Tim Duncan. You start a culture. You know, everybody just follow suits. We, think about it. Pop military, David Robinson military,
1: discipline, attitude is right. And you know, being good citizens. That's what they were. Yeah, most definitely, man. Before I get up on here, man, tell us at your seven rings, what out of the seven rings is your best at your seven rings, man? Like your seven rings. Yeah, if you had to pick.
0: You know, I, I enjoy all of them to be honest yeah. with you. Y'all. They all they all look good. They all um were, you know, the the end of a grueling season and, you know, the best feeling ever is to win that last game and to hoist that Larry O'Brien. <laughs> so that's the best thing. That's the best feeling. And for me, you know, winning that first championship, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, they yeah. all they all felt great. You know, you know, some of them have a little bit more meaning because of the, you know, the, the hustle to get to it. You yeah. Know, because, you know, think, yeah, I think about the championship. I, I was the easiest and I think about that the most was in, you know, the 2001 championship where we swept everybody, but yeah, you know, the Philadelphia 76ers and that game one, I hate that we lost so, mm. so much because we'd have been the only team in history that would ever sweep every game in the finals. And I was so mad that we weren't able to do that. So it, it gets to, that's yeah. the only championship that, you know, you look back on and yeah. you, you, you have some regrets about, it. and that's hard to say. Yeah. I have a regret about one championship, man. We lost a game. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. But,
1: <laughs> but you know, that, yeah, that pissed you guys you know, off we, though. That pissed you guys off.
0: Yes. So you yeah, guys stepped up, you guys, off, say, okay. But, you know, All of them,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. All yeah. of them are, are fun, man. You know, you yeah. think you think about so many great athletes that hadn't won championships, man. You think about, you know, look at Josh Barkley, Patrick Ewing, Carl Malone, mm. you know, Carmelo Anthony, you know, Russell Westbrook, you know, yeah, Dame Little, all these great athletes have been there on the cusp of winning championships, yep. and can't get over that hump. And so, yeah. you know, I think I got over that hump seven times, and you yep. know, seven times out of a sixteen year career ain't bad. It's a good percentage. So yeah, I, I said, if you want to win, just put me on your team. You're gonna get you're gonna get okay. your championship.
1: Just yeah. believe in Ori. Hey, since <laughs> the Lakers are signing some former Lakers Players, you want to come be a Laker again for this year? <laughs> <laughs> man, but hey,
0: first of all, if I take this shirt off, you be like, oh, hell no, he can't be no player, <laughs> man. But <no." laughs> Hey,
1: man, all you have to do is stand in the corner LeBron man. will kick it to you in the corner, man. Hey,
0: Top of the key. Hey hey but you got hey you got to play some defense in this guy I, I yeah know. hey i think anybody can blow by me right now so, but you know here's the uh you know, i did get kind of excited when i saw all the former lakers being yeah, called me by. too like, are they gonna call me at number
1: two but no <laughs> uh-huh. but yeah but
0: I, I, I think i know every everybody's talking about the age but they're they gonna yeah. be fine man I, i'm yeah but you know i'm gonna have a i'm gonna have a front a front row seat for this ride because you know
1: it's spectrum and yeah. Being this close and being part of the Laker family. So I'm I'm mm-hmm. gonna enjoy this ride. And Dwight Dwight Howard said that some uh, something a fan asked him, You guys are old, and Dwight's like, We're not old, we're experienced. You know what I mean? Like everybody's a veteran, yeah. they've been through the playoffs. Carmelo, you know, Russell Westbrook, Dwight, LeBron, AD. But you know, they think all, about they them, all have that experience together. Like not together as a team, but in general on a different teams. So I know Dwight I know what Dwight was yeah. trying to trying to say on there, on that one. So He's right with their experience.
0: You you think, though, you got Westbrook, you got Carmelo, you got those guys who haven't won championships, though, and they know that that light at the end of the tunnel is damn close. So they're going to go out (sighs) and put the best foot forward to get that because it's – it's all or nothing right now, so yeah. I, I think they'll be fine. I know everybody's gonna go, yeah. "Oh, youth, you, you
1: know, youth do silly shit." So, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, hey.
0: you know, old yeah man, they just do what they need to do to get by. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I think they, could, yeah, they could get that championship,
1: man. And and we need to parade in LA. We need to do two parades: one from the bubble, the NBA championship for when the bubble, and then this year we are win it, man. We're gonna win it this year, man. I have all the confidence in my Lakers, and I always keep it on my show, man. If yeah. it's a championship or bust this season, it's point blank period. You know what I mean. We, we have to win the ring it's it's you know what yeah, i mean like, i know
0: what you mean man yeah, yeah.
1: as a, like i'm not there to play but as a fan it's rings or rings or rings or bust just that simple as a fan you know you know uh, you got as lakers organization don't play that over oh, we made yeah. the second round oh we got it we got second round let's clap no the championship or bust. kobe always said it best it's all about rings in that organization <laughs> hey man. Se- 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 second,
0: second, don't do then anything for you. Ricky Bobby said, "Best if you ain't first, you're last." And you, yep. for me, that's how it's always been. You know, yep. these these certificates for second place, these trophies for second place. Even when I was in elementary school, middle school, yeah, that yep. don't mean anything. If you ain't the yep. champ, you're a chump. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, you know. And I ain't and got an award for my podcast. I got second place. I didn't even take it. I was like, I don't want that. Mm-mm. I want, I want to win. The, I want to win an award. And i did win an award the next year you know that motor that drove me you know and it pissed That's me off i was about, like yeah. you know and anything you do in life you know you know podcasting music you know you want to get that grammy a grammy award you know so yeah. but all right Robert rory thank you right. so much for coming on man appreciate you uh thanks everybody for watching and we'll talk soon like a nation peace out all right brother be breezy <laughs>